Welcome to the Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Nomad, and with us today is Josh Monday from the Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the secrets of Sheol. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, bro. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's been a little while. Uh, last time I was on your show, we did uh, Flat Earth from a Biblical Perspective. So that's basically taking, uh, you know, that's basically taking a, a uh, foundation um, of the Bible and challenging science, you know. So this is kind of the same thing, man. Same kind of show. I love doing shows like that where we challenge science, where we, we see if our faith uh, relies on um, in God or if it relies in science, in man, you know. Yeah, man, I'm excited to see what you have for us today. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it gets gets interesting. So. The, the show that we're going to do today is like the location of hell or shield, you know, however you want to put it. Um, and it, it, it just, it just, it's a pretty interesting study. Me and my brother uh, did it on our show and uh, I thought I'd come on here and, and share it, you know. Real quick, do you know sort of where we get the word Sheol or in sort of any of the history behind it by chance? Um, I don't, I honestly, I don't. I think that, um. I think the shield would be, I think, I don't know if that's the Greek or if that's the uh, the Hebrew. I'd have to look it up. I don't know that part. I wish I did, you know? A brief search, what, what I found was the Hebrew Bible appears to describe Sheol as the permanent place of the dead. In the second temple period, a more diverse set of ideas developed. In some texts, Sheol is considered to be the home of both the righteous and the wicked, separated into respective compartments. In others, it was considered a place of punishment meant for the wicked, dead alone, and is equated with Gehenna in the Talmud. When the Hebrew scriptures were translated into Greek uh, in ancient Alexandria around 200 BCE, the word Hades, the Greek underworld, was substituted for Sheol. Um, So just some brief history there based on my... Uh, perfect quick, that's perfect man search, so yeah mine, mine is more of the lo- location of hell and not the history of hell so i love that you had that thank you and um yeah, yeah that's a good intro right there so so that people know um yeah I'll, I'll get into that actually what what you just mentioned right there where um where paradise is on one side and sh- you know shield is on the other perfect. there's uh yeah. jesus actually talks about that so we'll get into that but first off we need to understand that the deepest we have ever dug into the earth Ever okay, uh, the deepest hole by far is the one in Kola Peninsula in Russia near Miramask, referred to as the Kola Well. It was drilled for research purposes beginning in 1970. After five years, the Kola had reached seven kilometers, uh, about 23,000 feet. Work continued until the project was abandoned in 1989 because the, the drill became stuck in rock at a little over 12 kilometers, that is about eight miles deep. That is a current record for the depth, the depth reached by humans. So that's the furthest that we've ever dug down. Okay, guys. So when you hear scientists tell you that the, you know, the globe, you know, all that <laughs> has uh, magma in there and that's what it's filled with. And we know exactly what it is for sure. What I want to tell you guys is that is called a theory. Okay. That's another theory, scientific theory. That is not proven fact because if we've never dug down there to see it, then how can we say that that's for sure a fact? Um, so what I would like to do is just go over scripture and kind of tell you what the Bible says. And, um, you know, um, it, it just gets really interesting. Like, uh, for example, we'll start out with um, 
Job 1.6, okay? Uh, Job 1.6, it says, uh, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? So basically what he is, um, what he's going to start telling him, you know, about, about uh, Satan is going to be talking about tempting Job. So the interesting part is that he said in front of God and the sons of God are also there, which is going to be the, the angels. Um, he He's in front of the most high Lord saying that he went to and fro in the earth and fro going to and fro in the earth, okay? And from walking up and down in it. So if he's talking to God and he's in front of all the angels and Satan was there and he's talking to the Most High and he says, I'm going in the earth to and fro on it, right? God is gonna say, no, you were not going in the earth, Satan. You were only going on the earth, right? He can't lie in front of God because God in the scriptures is obviously gonna correct him. But no, there must be something important in the earth and also walking to and fro on it, okay? That's that's what I get out of that verse. So I think that is very interesting, okay? Yeah, and it, and it says in that same verse uh, and in the next chapter, it echoes the same sentiment, I believe, from what I recall. It And it's using both the word in and on. And if you look into it, those are very much different words. So it's intentional now, that they're saying in and on. Yes. And then... What you do is you get the newer translations and it doesn't say that because science has uh, taken the, the translation, the translation of the Bible and obscured it just a smidge. Right. That's what they do. They will say just uh, they will they won't say firmament anymore. They say expanse or they don't say in the earth. You know, it's like, OK, so that what happens is. We uh, compromise for science because, you know, they, they, they think that the Bible would be making science look bad. Well, yeah, the Bible should be making science look bad because the word of God is 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 true. You know, let, let God be truth and every man a liar. Right. So so we have that verse, which I thought is very interesting. Real quick on that. Also, this reminded me another note I took when I was doing some research is uh, the Old Testament word for the abode of the dead is Sheol. It is derived as most scholars think from a word meaning hollow. Mm, so there you go. Yes. I love nomad because you know why I love nomad because when I'm on his show, he researches. And then when I come on, he has stuff and I have stuff. I love it because yeah, what I do iron sharpens iron. Back yes. Forth. Because I'm going to tell you guys, I've been hopping on shows and I, and I, and I, and I love everybody's show that thank you for having me on. I'm not, disrespecting anybody but i think it's probably because some of the stuff i go over is just you know flat earth or all this stuff maybe it's it, for some people they don't they don't research it as much but it's nice to have somebody back and forth instead of me information dumping <laughs> that's what i always do on shows so but i love everybody and thank you guys for having me on i'm not trying to say anything but yeah and i love this has, everyone has their own skill and their special ability yeah. and gifting so yes yeah amen to that so now that's the Old Testament. Let's go into the New Testament. This is Paul speaking. Ephesians 4, 8. It says, Wherefore he saith, when he, this is talking about Jesus, 
When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints of the work of the ministry of edifying the body of Christ. So it talks about Jesus descending uh, or ascending, uh, or sorry, descending into the lower parts of the earth. What does that mean? What is he talking about? He, what it's talking about is this is what's written in the actual the I think it's called the the um, is it the Apostles' Creed or something? Some kind of creed where um, ah Council of Nicaea, some kind of creed. I'm sorry, but they're talking about when Jesus uh, died, he went into the earth to Abraham's bosom, and he took the prophets that were in Abraham's bosom up to heaven okay guys that's what it says now that's the way some people read this uh, i see that it says he descended into the lower parts of the earth and it talks about um because what it is is i'm gonna get into it a little bit later um let me see for christ's effort let me see if i have uh yeah because what it is is there's abraham's bosom on one side which was paradise and then there's a big valley in between and on the other side is shield that's that's where the wicked were, okay? Um, and when we go over, um, we're going to go over Jesus's verse that he had in Luke. Uh, it's about uh, Lazarus. The, it's, it's the story of Lazarus, which is, which is interesting. We'll get into that and I'll show you. But it says the lower parts of the earth. What, what is he talking about, right? It's like that's, that's down. Descend means to go down. Ascend means to go up. Now, when you're on a globe, spinning in circles we don't even know which way is up okay when you're spinning and going around in circles we don't even know which way is up that's how satan tries to plan it but when you have a a, a flat earth uh like that we know which way is up all right it's going to be like uh you see this right here if the this, this is obviously a smaller version of the earth but you see up is going to be this way right it's going to be up right only it's not going to be yeah you can kind of see it better See, if it was flat, I know there's mountains and all that, but I'm just saying there's going to be one way up, one way down. Ascend, descend, okay, guys? When you have a rotating earth, you don't even know which way is up. So let's, let's just think about that. Um, <clears throat> okay, so here we go. Here's some more stuff that we have. Um, this is uh, Luke 23, 43. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today... Shalt thou be with me in paradise? He's talking about the thief on the cross. He said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. So when he uh, when he took that, that gentleman, he took him with him into the earth. A paradise was in the earth. It was Abraham's bosom, right? But he took it and he brought it up to heaven, okay? He took the, the, the prophets that were in there that were saved up to heaven. You can't really be fully saved until Jesus Christ died on the cross, okay? They didn't have Jesus, right? They didn't have the perfect lamb. Now, they the prophets, the people that walked with God were inside uh, of Abraham's bosom. But they, according to the Bible, uh, he descended into the earth and got them and brought them to heaven, right? So we have that. Um, now we have some more stuff here. 1 Peter 3, verses 18 through 20. For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust. He went 
bring us to God, oh, he that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, by whom also he went and preached to the spirits in prison, who formerly were disobedient. Well, when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. Uh, so that one is actually, uh, there's just two different ways people look at this verse. Okay. I'm going to tell you both ways because I don't want to just be biased. One way is some people believe that, that Jesus went and he preached to the, uh, the Genesis six angels that came down and had sex with women and got locked into the bottomless pit, okay? Because there's angels that are in a bottomless pit right now, um, all right? They were the ones that uh, came down and had sex with the daughters of men. So the one interpretation of this is that Jesus went down after he died on the cross and told them, it is finished. I died on the cross and now I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to go up to heaven just to kind of, I don't know, I don't know how they would put that um, just to let them know, you know, or the other, the other way that people take this verse is that Jesus Christ died on the cross. He went, he descended into the earth and he went to preach to the people that are in Sheol and in Abraham's bosom. Right. Um, so he preached to the spirits in prison who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long suffering waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared. Right. So the people that, that, um, the people that neglected God or turned God down when they were uh, when the ark was being built, I think Jesus went down and he preached to them. The preached to the spirits in prison. That's another way to interpret that verse. I think that uh, makes the most sense because it, mm-hmm. to me it seems like Jesus was just doing the earth tour. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, he was just hitting all the stops, making sure that everyone heard the message. Right? Uh, yes. We can't get to the next the next point until everyone is heard and i think that includes the spirits that are in sheol amen and um also what you guys have to realize is our physical bodies we can't go to sheol or we can't go to pass the firmament because our physical bodies will not let us but when you become spirit like jesus did when he died that's why when he came back and he was walking among the men he was able to walk through walls but it was interesting because he was able to eat now if you look at Hebrews 13, 2, or you look at the, the, the angels in uh like when they went to, to uh Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels were able to eat, you know. So I think it's interesting. So Jesus was able to eat, break bread, but he was able to walk through walls. So when you're spirit, you can go into the earth. And when you die, I believe the angels come and take you either up to heaven, right? Up. There's only one way up, okay, guys. It's not up are spinning in a circle and rotating. Okay. But anyways, so I believe that, uh, the angels come and get you immediately because Paul says absent from the body present with the Lord. So you're absent from the body. You're going to be present with the Lord. So, um, that's my belief. You know, some people have it different ways. Um, but check out this verse now, guys. Um, this next one would be second Peter two verse four. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. So he says that um, he's talking about the, I believe, the angels that sinned in Genesis, either the, either the angels that, that sinned in Genesis 6 
or you could take it as there's talking about all the angels that sin that came down with Satan. So I, I think maybe that, that it could be talking about the ones that are that sinned at Genesis six. He casts them down. Uh, oh, you know what? He has to be talking about the ones in Genesis six because he actually cast them down, delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved for, to, in the judgment. So they are actually locked in the bottomless pit. Now, where is the bottomless pit on a globe? Where is it? Guys, we have to take the Bible. He also says he cast them down to hell. Real quick. So do you think that, um, so you don't think there is any sort of physicality or physical way to transverse there? Like, may, like you know, we hear all the stories of Admiral Byrd and like, you know, the, the poles and all of that, how maybe there's secret realms underneath that way. You think none of that's at um, least as um, you can't I go don't the believe way. that you are going to be able to get as a physical body into hell. Now, hollow earth? Now, uh, hollow earth is, is, a, is a whole different subject. Hollow earth is when you have a globe and then you have you know the poles and people are entering through the poles and then it's hollow and then they talk about a, a sun being in there. I respect all that research, you know, and I actually had a show on hollow earth before, but my whole point of my hollow earth show was that hell was in the earth. Not, not that there, you know, that the globe and you can go through it. Now, Admiral Byrd was very interesting, but you have to think about this. Okay. Admiral Byrd was talking about extra land that he found. Right. And that journal that they found, they don't even know if it belonged to Admiral Byrd. Also, it talked about him going into the earth and talking to ascended masters, all that stuff. I don't know what's, if there's big caves in Antarctica. There could be. And there could be. Some people believe that there's giants in the earth and all that stuff. Now, the only thing is, is um, we don't have, biblically, we have hell being in the earth. Do you think like that people are going to be able to exit hell and walk the earth? You know, now the well, demons, the, the devil the, did or Satan. Yes, or, the devil you know, did. So but the it devil can, it can be done. It can be done. Okay. It can be done. But, um, the demons, uh, are going to be like the disembodied spirits of the Nephilim. Right. So they're stuck in this, uh, realm right here. Okay. And I believe there's a firmament and I don't think the demons can go up to heaven. I, it doesn't say anything about demons being in heaven at all. It talks about the sons of God. And that could be fallen angels and, and Satan could be going to heaven speaking to God. There's a divine council. But as far as uh, us being able to go into hell or into shield with our physical bodies, I personally believe that it's not possible. But the devil, yes, I do believe that he can he can go up in the earth, on the earth, and he can go up to heaven. But he's a, he's a different, you know, he's a fallen angel. It's totally different. Their powers are, are totally different than humans. That's what I believe. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. But it's it's interesting. I mean, who knows? But I, I I can only do this. I can only take what's in the Bible and and then and then speak it to you. I I don't want to take what Josh thinks or yeah, yeah, for sure. or, or Admiral uh, Bird. Admiral Bird's a Freemason anyway. So oh no. yeah, we shouldn't take anything Admiral Bird says. I'm just bringing that up as a theory, right? Because if we're saying yes. there's a lot of people that believe that the Earth is hollow, regardless of if you think it's uh, spherical or not. It could yeah, still be hollow I think that shield is in the earth. So it is. I think that you can marry flat earth and, and hollow earth together with that like, photo that you just put up. Yeah. Have you heard the term cavernous earth? I think that's the best way to describe it. Cavernous. Oh, because that there's actually cavernous like a earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like lots of 
underground chambers and stuff, but that yeah. doesn't mean like it's actually hollow, right? Yeah, and we have no clue what's going on with our Earth right now because of of all the lies and deceptions that are out there. We we don't know, man. It's it's really tough. I can only go what the Bible says because I believe that's the absolute truth, and that's my foundation. And 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 like I can only take what's coming from that. And then um, we can we can also do experiments, but I don't think we could. The the shield thing is is it's just really interesting. But that that's a good question though, and I'll have to look sure. into it and get back to you on that because that's interesting. Okay. Um, so we're gonna look at some more stuff where there's so much stuff that talks about down, you know, down like like when when a when a human being like David is talking in Psalms right here, he's he's talking from his point of view. So it says right here Psalms uh, nine sixteen. Uh, and 17 this is the niv version i know yeah okay cool the lord is known by his acts of justice the wicked are ensnared by the work of their hands the wicked go down to the realm of the dead oh excuse me all the nations that forget god okay so the wicked go down okay to the realm of the dead that's uh that's that's a verse where it says down okay proverbs 1524 the path of life life leads upward for the prudent to keep from going down to the realm of the dead okay down all right so and it, i do yeah. this <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty basic right like we're just going through all of these and it's up and down but if you really think about it what better way to confuse people than to literally trick them so they don't know which way is up or down right hold which on yeah the, let me let me get my globe. Give me one sec. <laughs> this is a uh, oh, crap. This is my wife's favorite graven image. She loves this right here. I don't. So look. <laughs> Even that's flat, right? It's flat. Look. No, just kidding. So here's what we got going on here. Uh, there we go. So it's you know it's rotating at a thousand miles an hour, obviously. So like what we're talking about, like if Israel was right here and and um, and uh, Elijah, uh, uh, he says it goes up to heaven, he's going to go up, but he's really going down, right? Or if he's down here, he's really going down, but it says he's going up, right? So it keeps on spinning. So he has yeah. to make sure that when he goes up to heaven, he's going up, right? If he's over here, right? Wait, let me see. There we go. He's over here. He's going up. He's going there. He's going. Nah, see? So it's just, it's just, we don't know what up and down even is. Uh, One down, could probably argue that even, you know, down is relative to where you're at on a spinning ball and you're down, still, I think it's okay in the earth, but, but up is going to be kind of, you know, a little harder to, to explain different direction. Yeah. But it's important because you hear Jesus say he ascends to heaven and he descends into the earth. You hear um, Elijah say that he went up to heaven. You hear Paul say he went up to heaven. Uh, you hear, um, uh, Enoch, he went up to heaven. Okay. So that's where's heaven located. It's going to be up. Okay. Guys, it's up. All right. And we don't know which way is up with this, with this ball. All right. So let's, let's go with, um, another, another verse we have, and it's important that up and down down means it's in the earth, which what's proving our point. Uh, so revelation five verses two through three. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book? And to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. Um, 
obviously Jesus, the, the lamb, is the only one that can open the book. So it talks about, so why would they mention all these different layers? No man in heaven, right? Uh, nor in earth, neither under the earth. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting because, first of all, heaven is, it's saying in heaven. So that is like its own established place. But then the fact that they say under the earth as if that's somehow different. Yes. Uh, the language. The language. The, and this is, okay, so the revelation is written by John, given to you by Jesus. And, and you know, this is this is given to him by Jesus Christ. Like this is, this is if you're a Christian, this is the word of God here. And, and you got to understand. It is know, a vision, right? It's a vision, yes. So it's I a vision. You do, you do want to have that lens on it. Uh, but yes, like you said, from Jesus. It's a, it's a vision, but but this is like, uh, how could we put this? Um, this is a serious stuff, though. Like this is like um, like the book of Daniel. Like when you when you now, yeah, Daniel um, talking about the end times and everything. This is a serious vision from God, though. This is a vision from Jesus Christ. Like this is not like. Uh, he took some shrooms or some, uh, you know, or some acid or what is the other uh, DMT. And then he just went into like heaven. Like this is uh, this is what he's writing here is the word of God. It's so, so important that Jesus says, if you change any word in Revelation, any part, you will be erased from the book of life. So this isn't just like a vision like, hey, uh, you know, like with the people on TV, you know, the the prophets on TV, you know, on television, the Lord told me, no, this is John. And this is the word of God. And this is, this is so important. Revelation is, we did a show, a revelation roundtable, And I learned so much about, about revelation. It is, it, it is so important. So this is no game. So what we're saying here, this is no game, you know, and, and really this, we're just playing with the location of, of hell and shield. This right. is just, yeah. this is secondary. Just, you know, it's a fun, not... it's a fun episode. I, I like getting into it. Yeah. What a, secondary so, gospel real quick. Well, so what do you think is under the earth? Just, you know, first fun speculation sake. If we have in the earth, uh, we're saying is Sheol, right? Yeah. So what do I you think that under? shield is in the earth. Uh, I believe that that's where you're going to be uh, if you go to Sheol or if you're if you don't believe in Jesus Christ. You know, you're atheist. Uh, you never got saved. Uh, you keep smoking and joking, partying and, and you just never you just never. You know, Jesus says, I never knew you depart from me. I never knew you. Even the ones that are Christian, you know, that 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 claim to be Christian that um, that don't. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, what is it? The lukewarm or, or when Jesus spews them out of their mouth. Like, I, I think that there's going to be a lot, you know, he says that the road to heaven is narrow, right? He doesn't say that it's wide. If, if it's just about believing that in, in Jesus Christ, um, I'll, t I'll get into that later when we get into like, uh, how to, how to stay out of hell, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into quick. it. But So do you yeah. think that is, are we saying that Sheol is in the earth or under the earth in your hypothesis? Um, well, I think that would be the same thing under the earth. What do you mean? Like, I but, think it's in well, the earth, Different, but they say both here. They say, and no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth. Like they're very in intentionally oh. saying they're well, different. Think about this in the earth would be shield under like deep. I think it's like the Abuso, which is the abyss. I think that is where, um, the angels are locked away. Right. And I think that's where the antichrist comes out of. Okay. 
that's what I personally believe. If, if you, if, if that's how I would uh, interpret that verse. Um, okay. Have you, or this... think about this in heaven and there's the firmament, right? Uh, and when it says in earth, it could be talking about, you know, inside the firmament, like that, like the land, you know, and then under the earth, you could be talking about shields. So I think it's interesting, but uh, let me see that, that photo again. And let me see what, what you were asking me. Oh yeah. It was kind of small, but I'll, I'll see if I can bring it up here again. It was, it was pretty big on, on my end. Um, the lake of fire. Um, what, what is, okay. So he's talking about the throne being above the firmament, right? Is that, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, it looks like, yeah, that's heaven. God's throne. Um, that's, it says Guyana, the lake of fire, uh, ascension. And down here it says Tartarus. Yeah, oh, so that was, Tartarus that was, one, is... that was one question I had is, is do you see a difference in like the lake of fire versus like the abyss and Sheol? Yeah, I think the lake of fire is different. I believe it's totally different. Two separate things. Okay. The lake of fire is going to be the end where he takes uh, everybody that's not in the book of life and he takes the Antichrist and Satan and the false prophet and throws them into the lake of fire. I believe that's going to be different. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So I think it's completely different. Where is it located, okay. the lake of fire? I don't know. But I know I don't believe that when you're in the earth because of what uh, when I read um, uh, the story of Lazarus. I, I don't believe that when you're in the earth, you're in the lake of fire. I think it's just you have all five senses. You're able to taste, smell, touch, and everything. And, but you're, but you, you have, but, but God is absent. You don't have God anymore. When you're here, you have the choice to to worship God and to read the Bible and to love and 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 everything that the demons want. That's why they want to get into your body because you're able to feel, touch, smile. You know make love to your wife or love your wife or love other people. But the demons, they want to get and channel into you because they're jealous of what you have, you know? So they're, they're disembodied spirits that have to be roaming around and at all times they're looking for someone to inhabit. And what happens is you start dealing with witchcraft and you're dealing with uh, Ouija boards and, and um, you know, you start asking them for favors and they're like, okay, now you owe me. And then they start getting you to, to, to conversate and all this stuff. And, you know, you, you know, it's, yep. it gets deep, really deep. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I believe though. Very good questions. Okay, cool. Um, uh, let me see. We just did no man in heaven. Okay. So revelation five verses 12 through 13, it says saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessings. And every creature, which is in heaven on the earth and under the earth and such, uh, as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb forever and ever. So it's again, it says, which is in heaven on the earth and under the earth. So this is, this is like, if you look at the, if you look at the Bible, I think this is all going to be in, in red. If I'm not mistaken, uh, let me see. I just want to make sure. So I know. And this is Jesus talking, right? And Jesus obviously knows the geography and layout of the earth, right? Because he, and and first Colossians, it talks about everything was created through him, by him and for him, right? So he's going to know. So revelation, uh, I just want to make sure that I'm not misinterpreting this because I'm not trying to have my my name erased out of the book of life. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. So five, and then we have uh, 12. 
Oh, uh, nope. Worthy is the lamb that is slain is not in red. So I don't, I don't believe that that is a Jesus talking. That's going to be, that's going to be John. Okay, cool. Just making sure. All right. So we have that and let's get into some more verses and guys, this is all, uh, connecting to it being like on, in the earth, you know? So it gets interesting. So, um, that's why conjuring up spirits. Oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they're the, I, I have some writing that I'm not sure if that's true though. So I'm not going to say it. So, all right. So here's some more stuff that we have about the underworld. Okay. Uh, the bottomless pit. Okay. Revelation nine, one and the fifth angel, uh, sounded and I saw a star fall from heaven onto the earth. And to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit and there arose a smoke out of the pit as a smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth and unto, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth uh, have power. So there's going to be a bottomless pit in the earth. Okay. That that's going to open up here now. Scientists aren't going to be able to explain this to you when all this happens. Uh, a lot of people believe that um, CERN is trying to do stuff like this. You know, they have the CERN hydrogen collider. They're trying to like uh, break the veil. They're trying to communicate with the underworld. They're trying to communicate with demons or try to communicate with fallen angels. Uh, a lot of that, that's now I don't know because I had an episode on it and it, it gets really interesting, but it's talking about uh, a bottomless pit. Okay, he's not talking about a bottomless pit in another dimension. And dimension's not even a word in um, Hebrew anyways. There's no word for dimension. Every time I ask people, where's heaven and where's hell? They say, well, heaven is in another dimension, uh, up, you know, or, or, you know, in space. Uh, where's hell? Oh, well, hell's in another dimension, like somewhere. They have no idea where it's at. What do you think a better term is if it is something that is outside of what we know as like physically accessible? I think the word dimension is, is, is cool, but I just don't, I don't, if it's not in Hebrew and, uh, if Admiral Byrd and the stuff that you were speaking of is correct, where you could go into the earth and that's not another dimension that's in the earth. And that's something you can actually go into. Now, if we had the capabilities, the technology to drill through and get it down to hell, I think it would be a physical place. I don't, I don't think it's like a, uh, another dimension in the earth. That's just personally what I believe. Um, as far as God's throne, um, you got to think about this. The angels and the, you know, there's a divine council. There's angels, there's disembodied spirits there talking to, to, to God and the, and the divine council. It's in, it's in Kings. So those, those angels and those disembodied spirits or whatever's up there, uh, they're not allowed to be outside of space and time. They have to be in space and time. God is the only one that could be outside of space and time. Because if they were outside of space and time, they would know exactly what God was going to do at, at in the end times. They don't, they're not allowed to know that. But God is allowed to know that. God is allowed to read everything as a scroll, like the future, the past. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. But the angels and the demons are not allowed to be outside of time with God. Okay, but yeah, where point. is that physical place that or the divine counsel is being held where there's a spirit saying, I will be that lying spirit, you know, to, to God and goes down and talks, you know, has a lying spirit to the prophets. Think about that, guys. They can't be outside of space and time. If the devil was outside of space and time, able to see the uh, forward, backwards, front and back, then he would be like God. He, he's not. He's not God. 
He doesn't have that power. So what what are they what are they allowed to do? You know, it's it's it, it gets interesting, but just think about that, guys. So we have a bottomless pit. It's called a bottomless pit. Where is a bottomless pit on this? Where is it at? There wouldn't be a bottomless pit. There's not bottomless. But when you have a flat earth, like, like I was talking about, and there's foundations, and then shield is in the earth, and then there's water, there's it's deep. I mean, who knows, man? Who knows what, what the Bible says? Well, we have to definitely start digging into the word, though, and studying this type of stuff because we can't depend on scientists to tell us because there's a bunch of theories out there. And I'm not saying that all science is bad. Anything that is testable, provable, repeatable, that's real, real science. I, I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about that. That's if that's what people want to do, that's cool. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's awesome to study and find out, but if it's not testable, repeatable, you can't just take it as fact. Okay. And, and they should never teach it as fact. Because yes. they're trying to teach you that theory of evolution. The Big Bang Theory is fact. And people are testing on it. They can lose uh, th their diploma on it because they're failing a class when it's all theory. You know what I mean? So it just yeah, gets science, interesting. Science is a tool in which a lot of people forgot how to use but started to idolize. <laughs> yes. And they started to be uh, off by 10 to the 100th power. And it's still okay. Like, are you serious? Like, it's interesting. But okay, so our next verse we have is Revelation eleven seven. It says, "These have power to shut heaven, and it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And they will, and they shall have finished their testimony. The beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit." shall make war against them and shall overcome them and kill them. So it comes out of the bottomless pit. That's another bottomless pit one. And then I think Revelation 17, uh, 8, uh, the, beef, the beast that saw us was and is not shall ascend out of the bottomless pit and go into perdition. And that dwelt on the earth shall wonder those names that were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. And they behold the beast that was and is not and yet is. So that's three verses on a bottomless pit. Where is the bottomless pit on a globe, guys? That's that's what I would like to know. It, it's is it is it like down in the space and it's down? I mean, we don't know. It, it's it's interesting. Um, your point some, being your point being that the hole would go through the other side. Yeah. On a sphere. Yeah. 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 There's no, it wouldn't be. I don't know. It's it just. Where, where is the stuff that on this, uh, on the, on the globe that they explain, you know, and if it is a globe and I'm wrong, I don't know, man, just when I, I just try to take the Bible and, and, and I, and I try to just teach out of that. And, and I take the Genesis, not as a allegory. I take it as, um, uh, God speaking to Moses and Moses writing it down, you know? So, uh, okay. So, so we have people, when people say that potentially the bottomless pit is a black hole or something like that's that. That's where some people feel that hell is. Some right. people will say that hell is in a bottomless pit. And I mean, I'm sorry, not the bottomless pit. Some people will say that hell is in a black hole and that heaven is in another dimension uh, in the, in the stars, you know? So it's, is it possible that, and is this, maybe this is just, um, taking too much liberation, but is it possible that the words they had at the time to describe such things uh, were just not, or like God was communicating to them and things that they understood at the time? 
Um, I think that it's okay. Let's let's do it. Let's talk about it this way. Let's say Nomad, uh, it was you, and then there was fifty other people, and I and I tell you a secret, and it goes all the way down the row, and then it goes to the fiftieth person. They say that by the time it hits the fiftieth, the hundredth person, the story's going to change a little bit, right? I'd rather take the information from the first person, like Moses or these people, and that understand Hebrew. You know, the Torah is very important to them. These the, the Bible that that they wrote is very important to them. I'd rather take their word for it than to have some schmo later on in life. You know, like you know, two thousand years later, try to try to tell me that you know this is the way it is. So that's the way I I take it. But yes, it is possible. Maybe you know. Um, but I do tell you this: that God is not a liar, right? So He's not going to lie to them, right? And and he, the way He's going to explain to people, He's not going to lie because God cannot lie. He cannot sin, and He's not going to deceive you. But what happens is, uh, the people that are you know men, it says in the Bible that let God be truth and every man a liar because that's what happens. So uh, I just think that. Some people try to take it as, well, God explained it to them like in a flat earth way because that's the way they would understand it. But that's not the way that he needs to do it. You're talking to the, the creator of the world. Like, I mean, the creator of everything, right? So he can explain it to them however he wants, whether he wants to get really technical with it. And those people that, that wrote the Bible and, and people back then, are they all had brains like us. They're not stupid. It's I not can, like... Yeah. They're, it's not like they're idiots. They just people just think, well, they're they're idiots. They don't know, but they right. built pyramids and they do stuff that we can't even do today. So it's it's just it doesn't mean that they were they were less intelligent than us. God can explain to them however He wanted to explain it. If He wanted to tell Moses, hey, it's a globe. We're rotating. We're spinning. We're gravity. I created this. I did that. He could have done that, but the way He explained it to them uh, or explained it to to uh, us is. But the Bible never changes, but science changes all the time. So the Bible is a foundation and it's absolute truth. And, and that's the way we should take it, you know? So God knew that his word would be everlasting, right? So he's going to explain it to you the way it should be in any time that you read it, whether it's the, uh, you know, the year uh, 5 AD or if it's the year 2030, it's going to be all the way that God, God's not going to make himself look like a liar. So that's what's interesting. Now, the devil, he's going to get involved with the word of God as much as he can. And he's going to get involved in doctrines. And he's going to get involved in religion. And he's going to get involved in scripture. And he's going to mix Freemasonry with this and Gnosticism and this. And, and everything's going to be mixed up. So by the time you get to a church, you know, you might have a pastor, Baptist pastor up there that's a Freemason. And he's a pastor. And he's trying to explain the Bible to you. And, and he's got a little bit of, uh, you know, 80% truth and 20% lie, you know? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of religion out there and, uh, that's just, you know, the way that, that I would explain it. I don't want to get too much on a tangent or getting off. No, on. <laughs> that's great. I completely agree too. I think, um, I just, that's a point that's often brought up. Right. And yes. I think we oftentimes try to overcomplicate things and look for, like you said, we rely too much on the most recent interpretation um, the most recent version of the story when we should be getting as close to the source as possible. Uh, yes. I agree with that. That's, and then that's don't rely difference. on your pastor to control your salvation. Don't, re right. don't rely on your wife or anybody because it's between you and God only. 
You're not going to stand up there with your whole entire family holding hands like, God, we did great for you. And yes, you did. You guys all did great. And good job. Nah, it's going to be you and God, right? When, when the, when the, when it's, you know, your salvation is between you and God, because there's times you're not around your wife and what are you doing? You know, or, or your kids or anybody you, you, you should, you know, God sees everything you're doing. Right. So I think it's uh, important. So I think now, that's a good segue into why, like, why is this important? Right. Like, yes, cares, this is important. Where Sheol is. Yes. Well, let's do one more thing real quick. Uh, okay, we're going to yeah. do the, the story of Lazarus, which I wanted to go over. And this is this is really interesting because it's going to it's going to give you a little hint of how it is when you die. Right. OK, so it says uh, this is uh, Luke 16 verses 19 through 31. And uh, I just I, I think it's really interesting. So. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and far sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades. He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in, in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus over here to, so he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that your lifetime you received your good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted and you are tormented. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed that you or that those who want to pass from here to, to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers who may testify to them, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to his place of torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And, and, and he said, no, wait, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, no, Father Abraham, but if one goes to tell them from the dead, they, they will repent. But he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they persuade through one rise from the dead. So what we get out of the story is um, you have, he said that, you, it sounds like you have five senses because he's, you know, all five senses because he's able to speak. He's able to hear uh, Abraham. He's he's able to thirst. He wants water. He wants to drink. It's it's like, and now I do hear the part about the flame. Um, it, I did hear that part about the flame, which I thought it was interesting, you know. Um, and the but, trench that separates them. Yeah, the trench that separates them. Abraham was on one side. The rich... You know, uh, the rich gentleman was 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 on the other side. You know, he was just tossing his food to Lazarus. Now, this is Jesus talking, okay? Now, I will tell you guys, some people take this as just a parable, okay? Just a parable. Others take this as a true story. The reason why some people feel like it's not a parable, because Jesus in parables never mentions anybody by name, but he mentions Lazarus by name here. So I personally believe that this is a story and not a parable. Now, doesn't if you feel like, usu- 
doesn't he usually say if it's a parable too or like he, i'm i'm going to tell you like a story or something he like does that. usually sets it up like that but some people you know and 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 if you believe it either way that's okay but jesus is not making up a story here he's telling you what happens when you die it talks about the angels took him to uh to sheol or or hades in the earth and on the other side was abraham's bosom now this is pre Jesus dying on the cross. Okay. So this is, this is what happened before Jesus died on the cross. This is, I believe how everything was set up. Uh, shield on one side, Abraham's bosom on the other in the earth. I think God's throne is above the firmament. And I don't, I don't believe anybody was allowed in heaven until Jesus Christ died on that cross. He went down into the earth, ascend or descended, took the prophets and everything. I believe out of, uh, Abraham's bosom up to heaven. And it looks like he went down there and he preached to them as well. Maybe preached to the ones in hell. And I don't know if they were able to repent at that time. Who knows? The Bible doesn't say that. We'll find out when we get to heaven. You know, um, maybe he did because you guys got to understand that in in Noah's time, they didn't have, um, they had prophets, right? But, but you know, I, I don't a, know. This is an interesting topic because the original sin or the original lie was that we would know the difference between good and evil. Right. Yeah. But supposedly we didn't actually have that, or we didn't really have that conscience, that conscience until the Holy spirit came and we had that sort of check in our spirit. Right. So was that actually like a a literal lie? Like we never actually received that, that discernment between good and evil, even after taking the forbidden fruit. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I think that, um, I think the Holy spirit, even he, cause I did ask somebody that was on my show. It was uh, Ryan Peterson and he's really good in the Bible. He told me that the, the Holy spirit was there before, you know, even, even before. So I was like, okay, so it does show up in the new Testament. So it's like, instead of saying the Holy spirit, it'll say like the spirit of God. Right. So it's just, or, or uh, Holy ghost or something. So, now, well, so have you because have you heard people sort of um, justify all of the killing and stuff in the Old Testament? At least I've heard people use the the expression that they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. And so we had to learn how to do things by like physical, you know, uh, means because we didn't have that consciousness. That's how I've been explained it. And so I'm just wondering if you've ever heard that. Well, you if, if you think about it, uh, if you know the difference between good and evil, that, that right there tells you that you know now whether you're doing something wrong. Now, Eve and Adam, what they do, they cover themselves up. That means that they have a conscience telling them now that they're naked. So I believe that they do yeah. have that. But yeah. what happens is the flesh was so corrupted because when the angels had sex with humans and they started breeding, now you have Nephilim mixed with, there's a, like a DNA mix up, right? And a lot of the killings happen because God would send, um, God would send, uh, you know, Joshua, for example, in to kill this tribe of men, women, and children. Right? Like, oh, what? Why would God do that? Well, because they're they're because they uh, they said that they were they were part Nephilim, or they had the the, the they had the DNA. So, um, if you read the book of Enoch, it talks about the the disembodied spirits are say the fallen angels sent Enoch to go talk to God and ask, well, Hey, can our offspring please, you know, um, can they have, uh, can they be able to repent? You know, 
and and God didn't let that happen, you know, because they were not uh, they were earthborn. They were not born. It was kind of different, you know. It's 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 hard to explain. They're like fallen, right? They're not they're not um they weren't born from God, right? Because they're sons of God went to the daughter of men. They were born from something different. So yeah. it just yeah, gets they, interesting. They could have potentially been like hermunculus, like um like uh you know like modern day AI almost, right? So they don't they don't have that spark from God. So therefore mm-hmm. they can't they weren't made that way, so they can't, right? It's different. It's like if we were to start which you can see potentially happening soon, right? If we start making our own creatures, that's essentially what you could have, right? Um, yes. They're not God-ordained. They weren't part of God's perfect plan. Therefore, they're not... It's not that and, he's not having grace. It's just they're not part of the system. They weren't designed with that spark, right? Yes, and yeah, and also you got to think about it. Um, AI would be like... It's just what a demon needs is just a channel... So I I think that you can start connecting AI to maybe them being uh, demons, right? Yeah. Like like yeah. You, it's like an interchangeable word. Like this gentleman came on my show and said it's interchangeable, like for legion uh, with AI. You know, so you have like the Aladdin. It's something that um, it's thirty two years old. Larry Fink from um, from BlackRock has this uh, AI that he asks. Uh, what to do in the stock market and what to do with assets. And I guess it controls about $21 trillion in assets. Think about that. It's like, uh, it's like you're asking, I would say you're asking like a demon what to do and it's telling you and we're relying on that. So it's, it's, it becomes worshiped, right? Because uh, it says you could choose one, you know, in the Bible, um, one master, uh, either God or manna. Manna means the God of money, not, not just money, but the God of money. And that's the way uh, people, when they start worshiping money like like that, it, it gets interesting, bro. And yeah, what you brought up is a good point. Yeah, and like Baal and Moloch, right? Their symbol was like always the bull. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's the whole symbol for the stock market and pretty much mm. all of Western civilization wealth. So It's, it's crazy, bro. So yeah, literally, so... Literally a bronze, like a bronze statue of a giant bull right outside and like town square in like the biggest city you know in the world or whatever yeah and dude there's oh man i saw some crazy stuff but anyways it'll be off subject but okay so all right so we got some more stuff we'll get back to the bible so we have um this is some more interesting stuff philippians 2 verses 9 through 11 it says uh wherefore god hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. So it's talking again about under the earth. So every knee will bow. It's covering all bases. Okay. It's, you know, one thing you're not seeing here is that every knee will bow in Saturn and all these different planets and different galaxies. Every knee will bow because there's, there's different people out there. Now all it's covering the bases that it needs to cover the true things it needs to cover in heaven, on earth, and in the earth. That's the only place that life exists. If not, Jesus Christ would right there would say, obviously, other galaxies, other planets, or whatever. He's covering all bases. Every knee will bow. Every knee will bow. So I, mean, I think could, it's again, I just like to point out other topics, right? Or other point of view. It's, it's and that's you, okay. You could argue that, you know. There's other systems that God has going on that we just aren't supposed to know about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
You could. And and it's good it's good to do that. And if there's other things out there, it's good because if I'm I might be one-sided, <laughs> it's so literal in the Bible that maybe I'm not, you know, and I'm open to whatever, you know. Well, yeah, and you shouldn't ever like use any of those thoughts as like uh d- direct ways to live your life, but I think it's good to have just open thoughts and conversations so that God can lead you to the truth and when other people question you, you can have an answer, right? Yes, yes. Amen to that. So, um, okay, so we got second Philippians, then we'll go to, um, this is some more down. Okay. I know we just keep on hitting down, but it's, it's, it's just how it goes. You know, Psalms 55, 15, let death seize them. Let them go down alive into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. So it says hell is down. Uh, we also have Luke 10 verses 15 through 16 and thou Capernaum, which art exalted to heaven shalt be thrust down to hell. He that heareth you heareth me. He that despiseth you despiseth me. He that despiseth me despiseth him that sent me. So that's Jesus talking, saying that you shall be thrust down to hell. So that's, this is just all location of hell. Okay guys. So Jesus is saying down, all these different prophets, David, everybody's saying down to hell. So that means that to me, heaven is down, okay? Did you, real quick, did you say that you think, um, do you think Sheol and paradise are still in use? Because you were saying that you think that was like the system before Christ, right? Yes, I think that Sheol or hell is still in the earth, but... I believe that when you die absent from the body present with the Lord, because when Paul said that statement, that's after Jesus already died on the cross. So if you were a Christian and you're saved, I think if you die, I believe that absent from the body would be present with the Lord. But if you're not saved absent from the body present with in shield, right? And that's a place I believe that you wait and you are tormented. There's no God, right? you're not able to say, oh, God, help me. I mean, you could say it all you want, but I don't believe that. I think it's absent of God. And I think that you are in this place until you are judged at the great white throne judgment, which is in Revelation. Now there is a judgment for us as well, Christians. It's called the judgment seat of Christ. And what happens in that judgment is all of your works, right? You're not saved by these works. You're saved by grace through faith, but faith is dead without works. All your works is put into the fire, and then what comes out is your gift in heaven. Okay, that's that's what what our our judgment is. Uh, that's how I interpret it all. Okay, some people might interpret that differently, but the great white throne judgment is the big one where people get erased from the book of life, and if you're erased from the book of life, you're thrown into the lake of fire. So I think that you wait in shield until that happens. That's what I believe. Uh, that's how I interpret uh, Revelation, and and that's how I interpret it. What what do you think, bro? Yeah, you I think, think that's a good uh, interpretation of it. I do. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's I think, it. And what- I think the I think the uh, it's interesting because it seems like there is a lot of physical description, not only of these places but also like getting to these places. So I do wonder if there's like barriers, but it is possible to transverse them. It's just harder for like physical beings. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. Like when the bottomless pit is open, right? Like maybe that's a physical thing that yeah. actually is, is happens. Um, I think so, that, man. That makes way. Right. Because yeah. It, 
and there's a lot of theories of people being inside the earth, maybe surviving the flood. You know, there's lots of uh, yeah, like giants. Like the, on that. that's how the giants survived the flood afterwards. Yeah, there, there's a lot um, of uh, that. But and maybe, that's... but maybe they, but maybe they were put down there and they were actually chained up, like physically, right? And until yes. after the flood or something. So, lots yes, of great uh, conversations off of this. This has been great, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, bro. This is really interesting. Yeah, I, I when we did this show, I did it off of. I remember a, a guest had canceled on me and I, I was studying this topic, but I didn't even have a show like really written out. And, and I told my brother, like, let's do the show tomorrow morning. So I have time. And I, or I think I did it. I think I did it that night with him five in the morning. The cat, the guest canceled. And then I just wrote this whole thing out and then we did it that night. And uh, this is the notes that we're going off of. So um, now the most important thing I think is for us to know how to not go to hell. Right. And I'll do my best to try to explain this. Uh, it's it gets really interesting, and and uh, uh, how to not go to hell is obviously to be saved, right? To be born again, you know. Um, but you know, this this is a study that I I mean, this is a subject that I've studied, and it and, and I used to think it was so easy, you know. I used to think it was so easy to explain and so easy to digest, but it is it is not. I've listened to debates. For people that say once saved, always saved. I've listened to debates between Catholics and Christians. I've listened to debates between, uh, you know, theologians on this and all that, you know, and, and listen to sermons. And it's not as easy as to explain as, as I used to think it was. I used to explain it by going directly to Ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10. I'll, 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 uh, I'll, and, and also John, I'll, I'll go over this one. John 5 verses 13 through 14. This is also another one that I used to go to. Um, um, these things I have written unto you that believeth on the name of the son of God, that ye may know that he, that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Okay. So, uh, John three sixteen uh, is obviously another one. Um, I'm going to pull that one up. I know it off the top of my head, but I don't want to butcher it. Um, uh, John 3.16. I have it written here. Okay, there we go. So John 3.16. Here we go. So we will go from John. We'll probably go John uh, 3.11. It says, Very rarely I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen and ye receive... Uh, not our witness. If I told you earthly things and ye not believe, or ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son, not sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that he but that the world might be saved. Okay, so that's believing and and Jesus Christ will give you eternal life. Okay. What is that part it said uh, no one from heaven what, what what verse did you start at uh i started it, it i started at um john 3 11 
Um, and I think I think you were talking about, and no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that cometh come down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. So, so it, is that saying that nobody goes to heaven unless they've already been to heaven? Um, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but, but this is when Jesus was still on the earth. You got to understand, he's talking to Nicodemus. Okay, uh, so. He's saying at this time, no man has been to heaven, which nobody has because Jesus is on the earth at this time. Okay. That's how I, I, I interpret it. Okay. He's saying that no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, that's how I interpret it. But I think that's interesting what, what you're asking there. Wait, how so do you how interpret do you, it? Well, it's the, when I just read that, it sounds like it's saying, uh, no man has gone to heaven that hasn't already come down from heaven. Like in it other says, words, but he that came down from heaven. So, but he, it doesn't say, but, but they that came down from or, no man. Yeah, it just says, but no he, man. That, yeah. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, which is Jesus Christ, I believe it's, it's like God coming down to, to from heaven even the son of the man, which is in heaven as um, it's just interesting that the wording there uh, we could try new King, new King James to see how, if it's a little easier. Um, it says no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is see he, he, this one says no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. So that's talking about no one has ascended to heaven. Like none of us, no, no spirit, nobody, but he that who came down from heaven. I think it's talking about the, it says that is the son of man who was in heaven. So it's talking about no one has came down. No one's been in heaven, right? No man, but Jesus, uh, came down from heaven, right? It says, but he who came down from heaven. So that's what I I'm, I'm taking that as, but, and, um, so this was after that. After I what? You said this was before Jesus had came. This is this is before Jesus had died. Yeah, he's talking to Nicodemus when he's on, you know, he's on the earth. So, um, but Jesus, though, Jesus, you got to understand, Jesus, he he had a he was, you know, God came in incarnate in Jesus Christ, like you know, and Jesus came, Jesus was in heaven before everything was created through Jesus, by Jesus, and for Jesus in First uh, Corinthians six. Uh, if you if you think of uh, in the beginning, Elohim created the heaven and the earth elohim is plural so that's going to be i take it as god uh you know the father uh jesus the son and the holy spirit talks about the holy spirit going over you know through the waters it says that jesus you know in john 1 1 it says that uh jesus is the word was our uh was god is god it also talks about the word becoming flesh right so uh, I think that's what it's talking about. So Jesus was up in heaven with God the Father. And when he's talking about saying us, let us make man in our image, I think he's talking to Jesus, right? Uh, when he says, uh, you know, in the Tower of Babel, he says, let us let us go down. You know, he's talking to, to, you know, God the Father is talking, I think, to Jesus or the Holy Spirit. So um, that's the way I interpret that. So Jesus was up in heaven. And he came down and he and, and he got to live life as a human to find out how it is to be tempted. And and so that so that, you know, that's why he died as the perfect lamb. He I think that God wanted to find out how it was to be tempted and how we feel 
so that he, you know, he gave us the grace and, and we can feel that, that mercy, you know, I, I, that's how I believe. Um, yeah. So he felt how it is to be tempted by the devil at the worst point that you could be at 40 days, 40 nights, no eating. Uh, he's fasting. He's at the very tiredest, craziest point. Now, if you notice when you sin, what happens is it's easiest to sin when you're at night and you're tired and, and you're beaten down and you're broken. But you know, what's happened is he was fasting. So he got to feel how it is to be, to be uh, te- tempted by the devil um, with the devil right in his face, right? And all he did was use the word of God against the devil, right? The whole time, which is which is interesting. And it's, but, um, and it's funny because he's he's denying him himself, right? He's he's denying his body in order to improve his spirit. And we see a lot of we see a lot of teaching now from people that aren't even related to Christ trying to replicate that, right? Like uh, like Wim Hof, that's his whole thing is trying to sort of do things you're uncomfortable with that your body doesn't want to do because that, but what you're doing, like that is the system that God put in place, right? Like when you're being selfless, when you're being, when you're sacrificing yourself, you live a much more fulfilled life. And that is, that's how Christ taught. Discipline. That's what it is. And you can learn it. That's what I learned in the military. And that's what helped me with my walk is, is discipline. So you wake up in the morning at 430 and you work out even though your flesh wants to continue sleeping but your spirit you go work out you listen to sermons you 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 know you you're with god you know and you're praying and and all that while you're working out so that's what i personally do but yeah that's that's awesome but um back to the scriptures i used to use ephesians 2 verses 8 through 10 um all the time it says uh for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift from God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk within him. So, for by grace we are saved through faith. So, he's that's, that's, that's basically saying it's not of works. It's not of works. We're not saved by works. We're saved through faith. Now, I, I, I believe that. But what happens is, you get into uh, James. Now, James is Jesus's brother. He tells you something that 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 we need to also pay attention to as Christians and as believers. That um, faith, so I believe that like this. Some people believe that faith is just believing that Jesus uh, died on the cross. He rose again after three days and that he died for our sins, right? He's a perfect lamb. And you believe in Jesus and, and that's just faith right there, okay? We, we're not able to see Jesus, but we believe in Jesus, right? We believe in God. But you got to understand, James puts it pretty, like James, his whole book, if you read it, the book of James, I, I would suggest you read it because it is like, he's really not, he's not, he's not soft. He hits you hard. He's like, he just hits you right where it, where it counts. James says this in second, uh, James 2, verses 17 through 24. Even so faith, if hath not works, you know what? Let me, let me do this. Uh, let me do it on here. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, second James. It's easier for me to read it this way. Um, here we go. It says, what does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, do you not give them the things which are needed for the body? What does it profit? 
Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you your faith by my work. I'll show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do not, but do what you want. Uh, but do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which was which says Abraham believed God uh, and was accounted to him for righteousness. So you, you see, it says, you see then that a man is justified by works and not only uh, not by faith only. So James is saying that. I think we have to take the whole scripture, right? And, and not just take one verse and, and just, and just base a doctrine upon that. So James is saying that faith without works is dead. Um, I don't think that he's saying here that you have to do works to be saved. What I think that he's saying is it's a package deal that works is a byproduct of faith. And I don't think you have true faith unless you're doing works and you're, you're, you're being a follower of Christ, not just a believer in Christ. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way I see it is that if you have true faith, the works naturally just kind of flow out of you, right? Like, uh, when you're really in sync with God, you just, you change, you, you start doing things in a different way. And so I think his point is like, Hey, if you're, if you're saying you have faith, but you're literally not living your life any different, then maybe you want to make sure you actually have faith because you might not believe as much as you think. Yes. Yeah. And if you are, if you are taking advantage of the grace by faith doctrine, I don't think that's good. You know, we're like, it's, I'm just going to keep smoking and joking and doing whatever I want to do. I think you have to repent and repent is like a military term in the army. We do something called about face. And what that is, is we we're, it's a 180. you know, it's like, that's, that's what I believe repenting is, is, is you're sinning, you're sinning, you're sinning. You turn away from your sin. That's what repenting is. You ask God for forgiveness, but you don't just continue doing the same, the same, the same, the same thing, even though God will forgive you because he does give you grace, but repent. You know, true repentance is, 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 is interesting. So, all right. So we have here Revelation 21 verses six through eight. It says, and he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give uh, of the foundation of the water of life freely to him who thirst. He who overcomes shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. But the cowardly, unbelieving abominable murderers sexual immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death so that's what it says right here man so this is something i i take where i'm like now he did add unbelieving right abominable murderers sexual immoral now those are all the people that are going to end up in the lake so, which is the second death. I think it's interesting, man. I, I just think that were any of these people believers, you know, like the once save, always save thing, were, were some of these people that turned into uh, sorcerers, idolaters, or liars, or murderers, or, you know, 
were they were they once believers and then they did this and now they're not saved? That's what's kind of interesting. I, I it doesn't specifically say that, you know. Um, were these people are, are the cowardly, the murderers, the people that, that Jesus is referring to here, or the people that Jesus says, Depart from me, I never knew you. Those people were talking about, I prophesize in your name, I cast out demons in your name. Were those people that were once saved and now they're not? You see what I mean? It yeah, gets really I, interesting. I personally think it's just he's sort of saying like those are that is the lifestyle that sort of is uh, prominent when you aren't truly believing, when you aren't following Christ. And so the way I see it is that essentially he's saying if that's the way that you're living, you might want to check yourself again because you might not actually be believing, right? Yes. Um, I think that you can still believe in Christ, follow him, have the intention and still come up short, right? I think we all do. We that. all so I think fall that, short, yes. I think if your intent is, uh, there's other verses, I don't have them off the top of my head, where it talks about your intent. Um, yeah, your heart. Your heart, yeah. It's very your specifically. heart, Specifically, yes. so it's like, why are you trying to get to heaven, right? Like all the people that are trying to get to heaven saying they're Christian that are um, not actually seeking Christ, like they're spending all of their time doing other things well, they're probably not truly believing. Mm. Right? Like if you truly believe, then you might live a little different. So I think it's kind of like both. <laughs> it's like yes. and instead of or. There you go. There you go. I think so too. I think it's about obedience to, to, to the Bible, you know, and uh, faith, you know. Well, I think faith is probably the number one thing because it says we're saved by grace, you know, the grace of God through faith. But you got to understand what faith is. You got to break that word down. You got to like study that because we want to cover all bases. It's our salvation here, okay? We're, 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 it's, it's, it's vastly important. We're talking about eternity. If there was like a long rope of, that was an eternal rope, like our life would probably be this much of the rope, but the eternity is, is so long. So we need to make sure we cover all bases. So we need to read the whole entire Bible and find out exactly what we need to do to get to heaven. That's why the whole reason why we live life, you know, is to spread the gospel, to get other people saved and, you know, and also have us ourselves saved. Right. So um, I just think it's interesting. I have a ton of verses on once saved, always saved. But, um, you know, uh, you know, I think I think we could we could probably close here. It's been an hour and a half, you know. Yeah, I think, um, I think our last conversation kind of covered that. Right. Like if you're. I don't think if once saved, always saved, because I think you can deny Christ and no longer believe. And then I, I, there's no way, like, it's so obvious to me. It seems obvious to me that God isn't a God that wants to be a dictator. Like everything is like very much like you need to make the choice. I'm not going to force you into my kingdom. Like that's what this whole existence seems to be about is like choice. Yes. Right. And so he's going to make this great kingdom. He's going to show us his perfect will, but he's also going to allow us to make mistakes and make our own choice. Uh, and so that's where I think it lands for me. I think if you actively are choosing to be with Christ and seeking that kingdom, then you're going to be welcomed in. If you're not, then you're not. And you'll be put where, where you want to be. It seems like you want to be somewhere where God is not. And you don't mind not not having God. And if you're that, that's you. That's okay. I'm not going to force anybody to believe anything. That's okay. We're we're just here to be vessels and 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 try to try to try to guide you and and teach you. But you know, uh, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, you know, he 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 was saying that you, you know we got to be born again. If you're born again, 
that means that your your old self is dead and now you know your new self is here and we were talking about living in the spirit that that's what you want to try to do is live in the spirit and not the flesh there's two dogs one you don't want your flesh to be this big massive pit bull mixed with the bull mastiff and then your your spirit is this little chihuahua and it just keeps every time you like your spirit's like hey let's do rah, you know what i mean it's just got it you want to try to feed that spirit and the way you feed it is by hearing the word of god that's how you build faith right by hearing the word of yeah. god and also believing the word of god so if you read genesis and you don't believe it you're not having faith so when you read genesis through revelation you need to believe the word of god you need to understand you know that um you need to know that it's a spiritual battle at all times. We're, we're, we're in war with uh, not the flesh, but with this, the, the principalities of evil. So we have, you know, fallen angels, demons, Satan, everything going against you. I'm sure right now there's probably demons fighting right now with angels behind us. It could be trying to make sure I don't say a certain word. And, and, and that could be happening. A spiritual battle happens at all times. So what, what would that be in like another dimension? I don't know, man. I don't know what the Hebrew word for dimension is. <laughs> I know. I'm just kidding too, bro. I love no, it. Thank but you, it, man. It could, it could be very much this dimension with just like we don't have the filters on our eyes to see it, right? Yeah, because it doesn't look at what mean happened. it's a different dimension. Listen, Elijah was and and Elisha. They there was these all these soldiers were outside, dude, and and a, and a, a, a Elisha was was freaking out. And Elisha's a, a guy, not a girl. He's freaking out. Like, what are we gonna do? Elijah, what are we going to do? And then he goes, uh, Lord, uh, uncover his veil so that he could see. And there was angels and chariots right there. And then then Elisha obviously was like, okay, you know, but yeah, they're there. So I don't know if that's, I guess, dimension or whatever it is. I don't know if dimension. I just, uh, sometimes I, I, I just try to, I just try to put Hope hell and heaven <laughs> in a physical place, you know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I think it is. But yeah, but and I could be wrong, but it's still fun and it's and it's amazing. And and I don't have an answer for you guys of how to be fully saved, you know, and, and I'm not going to tell you the Catholic way or the, right. the Baptist and the, the Protestant and all that stuff. All I'm going to tell you is read the Bible and find out for yourselves and pray to God and get discernment because right. it seems like there's some obedience being born again right then there's also some faith obviously faith is important you know you got to have faith but then it seems like james is telling you that faith without works is dead so you want to make sure that you have this package deal and you you are a follower of christ christ laid a blueprint yeah. uh, when you're building a house and you follow this blueprint there's a two by four here four by four there uh drywall there you follow the blueprint you build a perfect house and you want to build it on rock that's what we're doing. We're building our house on a rock. So Jesus gave you a perfect blueprint of how to live. And we need to make sure we follow Christ. And we use, you know, we use the um, Ephesians, what, 6, 12, you know, where we put on the full armor of God. We use the word of God as, as our offense. We use prayer as our offense. We use, you know, the salvation, the the truth, the, the belt of righteousness. Uh, you know, that we need to make sure we put all that, that on because we're fighting against principalities of evil. And there's a lot of deceit. And deceptions out there, guys, and and um, you know I, I appreciate anybody that's listening right now, you know, and and and, and you know checking out the show. Nomad has a really good podcast, guys, and I think he has a, a good lineup of some guests. So make sure you continue listening. And if you want to check out my show, it's uh, Josh Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show, and our YouTube is Josh Monday Music and Podcast. Uh, we just hit a, over a thousand subscribers, so we're like super excited, and nice. and um, we just you know. 
we just put out a show every single week and, and I've been, I've been on a lot of different shows lately. And, you know, we, uh, just like nomad, he knows like you wake up early, you know, you just do all this research and we're trying to do our best to, um, provide you guys with, uh, good scripture and conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. And you do a great job. You and your brother have great banter and always love your shows and look forward to them. Thank you for listening, bro. I see you in the chats and and I try to, I listen to all your shows already too, man. I'm the same way. I listen to all your stuff. You have great guests, man. Much appreciated. Well, thank you everyone for joining us in this conversation. Please comment to us. We love to keep the conversation going. Um, You can join my Patreon, patreon.com backslash nomad or find me at nomad.art. Love to talk with you guys more. Um, But otherwise, we will see you all in the next one. Thank you.